Okay, so tonight, Be'ezras Hashem is going to be the 10th and final shir in the series of shirim on the Lashem Shemo Bachaloma on Rav Shlomo Yashav and his Kabbalistic thought. Now, obviously, as we've stressed multiple times, what we've expressed in these series of shirim is but a prat, a piece of the Lashem. Now, the Lashem in his thousands of pages not only explicates the entirety of Kabbalah Sa'ariza from the beginning of its from the beginning of Eitzchayim until its end, not only does the Lashem touch upon every Iker Sugya throughout the Kabbalah of the Rishonim as well as the Kabbalah of the Arizal, in order to convey a kernel of, at least according to my interpretation and learning of the Lashem, of what the Lashem was coming to show, I had to be Metzamsim and choose very particular Sugyos to try and give a hint, a remez, of what the Leshem Shabbat Vachaloma was coming to do. Now, deliberately, I chose the Iker Sugya, which has the most resonance with regards to human experience, which is the Gevuros themselves. Now, like we said, almost unparalleled in the history of Jewish thought, the Leshem looked at the Gevuros, looked at severity, looked at concealment, looked at Choshech, looked at the negativity that abides within the historical order, and he was willing to penetrate deeply enough to find the ore that animates and constitutes that experience. And for that reason, most of the shirim were centered and focused on the gvuros, the tzimtzum, the shtira, the perpetual tikkun, the difference between chasadim and gvuros, the two modes of rectifying existence, one through self-assertion, through bechira, and the other through the terrifying secrets of Neira Alila al-Bnei Adam. And as we come to a culmination of sorts, it's a little bit difficult to act as if we're summarizing the Leshem because the Leshem has yet to be opened, even after 10 Shirim. There's so much more to the system of the Leshem. And the, the highest recommendation possible is to sit and learn the Svarim themselves, starting first and foremost with Hakdamo Susharim, the introductions and the gates. It's my opinion that the Leshem Shabbat chose these two-tiered title, Hakdamos Usha'arim, because there's a Hakdama, there are certain introductions that are necessary, and then there are Sha'arim, there are gates that a person must enter through. And with the Siyat Dishmaya of connecting to the Machaber, connecting to the Nisham of the Lashem, a person has access to both of them. Now, what we're going to be discussing tonight is both a summary of all of the Shirim that we have been giving, so it's a continuation of the themes of the Gvuros and Pirud and separation and the ability to find the light of unity that animates and constitutes all of separation. But it's also a summary in the sense that confronted with the difficult task of pretending to teach the Leshem and Tenshirim, one can question themselves, as I do, and ask what value is there in teaching a sliver or a chilek of the Leshem, and assuming that this gives a, a proper insight into the world of the Leshem, into the world of the Arizal, or really any, any of the Mikubalim that we learn together. And this shear in particular is going to come and answer that question. And it is my opinion that the answer to this question of how can we taste the entire structure simply in one small taste, that in spite of the fact that we're only tasting a small tiny bit, we're still being exposed to the essence of the entirety itself. This question is also the answer to the question that animates most of the Leshem's teachings, which is, how does the infinite, how does Ein Sof, 
how does the unlimited and undifferentiated light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu manifest within a world of separation and distinction and multiplicity and gvuros without losing its infinite nature? Because like we've said so many times, there's no chiddish, there's no novelty involved in the simple truth that or ain't sof, that the unlimited light of the infinite abides within all of reality. That's a very simple postulate to understand because the infinite is infinite. The question becomes more difficult when we talk about the infinite manifesting with infinitude. When we talk about the indifferent light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu manifesting with indifference or in the Lashon of the Rishonim as expressed in the Maharal, how do we come to terms with Kirud, with multiplicity that emanates from within Yichud? So that Yichud still retains its unity but it's now unified in a form of difference. Because for Kabbalah, the main thing to hold in our minds whenever we're learning any of the particularized sugyos is that in spite of all the myriad differences and distinctions and distortions that we speak about when a person learns through Eitzchayim, Otsrotzchayim, the Rashash, whatever they're learning, one must always have their mind's eye on the simple truth that unity remains unified in spite of all of the differences, and that the entire purpose and the entire game and the entire play of being, as we've said throughout the entirety of Reish Milin and throughout the entirety of the Shir Manaleshem, is that unity descends into disunity so that it can emerge afterwards, thereby showing that even disunity has the light of unity in it, thereby showing a deeper and more expressive level of the infinite, because it would be one thing for the infinite to manifest itself and show itself without any limitations or boundaries, because that's fit for infinity. That's fit for Ainsof. It's another thing to show that the infinite can manifest within Gvul itself without losing its infinitude. So that even Choshech, even Gvura, even Hester, even Gvul, even Simtsum, even darkness, all of the things that seem to be antonyms to the light of unity are at the end of the day shown to have been part and parcel of the process of unity itself. Like we say in the name of Chazal every Leil Shabbos, that when a person comes home from Shul, they're followed with two kochos, with the Yitzhah Tov and the Yitzhah Ra, a Malach Ra and a Malach Tov, a positive angel and a negative angel. And if the table is not set, and if Shabbos is not prepared, if the light of unity is not prepared, so then this negative angel, the Yitzhahara, says, see, this person is stuck in differentiation, this person is stuck in difference. But the Gemara goes on and it says that if the table is set and the candles are lit and the light of unity abides within the world of difference, so then it's not enough that the Malach Ra, the negative angel, goes away, but the Gemara has a lashon of Malach Ra Yomer Amein Balkarcho that the positive angel, the positive energy, the positive light of unity forces the light, forces the space of negativity to admit to the reign of unity. So that there's one level where good abides on its own. There's another level when negativity is forced to admit to the reign of good. And that's the entire purpose of creation, according to Ravichamaya Morgenstern, according to most of the Mekubalim. That unity needs to descend into Pirud that bilti gvul, the unlimited, needs to descend into limitation so that at the eschatological end of existence with the coming of Mashiach, 
with the emergence of Geula, the whole Prat Prat in each and every individual's life, we can then recognize that even that which appeared to be devoid of the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that which appeared to be Pirud and separation and darkness is truly part and parcel of the Binyan Hayichud of this immense, miraculous, paradoxical capacity of unity to maintain its unified essence in spite of the differences that abide. So the question that the Leshem is really coming to answer throughout his myriad writings, and in my opinion, this is also the question that the Arizal is coming to ask, is how is this possible? How is it possible that the infinite, that the unlimited, can maintain its unlimited nature in spite of the fact that it emerges and expresses itself in limitation? How could the Bilti Gvul, how could the unlimited power of HaKadosh Baruch Hu maintain its unlimited essence as it emerges and descends into limitation itself? Now, if we can answer this question properly, and obviously at the end of the day, as we've been talking about so often, this answer is not necessarily going to be a logical answer, but it's going to be an answer that forces one into what the Zohar HaKadosh and the Leshem in the name of the Zohar refers to as the Raza de Mehem Nusa, the secret of faith. And the secret of faith remains faith primarily because it's not logical, because it's built on two opposing postulates functioning at the same moment. Not a thesis and then an antithesis that get settled in a neat synthesis like the Hegelian notion of the dialectic, but rather a paradox that abides where one side says limitation and the other says unlimited and both abide in their unity without either negating the other. So that what we find is that the Koyach HaVamunah, the secret of faith, this Raza de Nusa, is the Jewish answer, is the secret answer that we have within our lave, within each and every one of our hearts, to be able to sense how the infinite and the finite, or the unlimited and the limited, emerge in this dance where both give the other space to express themselves. And if we can answer this question properly, we're going to really understand how it's possible to taste the essence of a machaber, to taste the essence of an entire system of thought in ten shirim, in a simple expression of an idea. Now, before we start looking at the words of the Leshem, there are going to be a few hakdamos necessary, and, and it's, it's somewhat necessary to reach out into other spaces of Kabbalistic thought. And there's a moment, there's a sugya where when you penetrate deeply enough into the sugya, the differences that abide between different camps of thought, between different machabrim, between different sadikim, open up into a space where everybody is saying the same thing. That there's this yeshin yan when you come to the bottom of the sugyos, when you come to the sod, the raza de mehem nusa, all voices, the shivim panim latorah, announce the same giloy hayichud. They speak, they sing in unison, expressing in different nigunim the same idea. And that doesn't negate the fact that they're arguing in different sugyos and in different prate pratiyim, but sovtavar hakol nishma elu ve'elu divrei aloikim chayim, that each mechaber, each shayrash the neshama of the tzaddik who expresses the words through whom Hashem has revealed the secrets of Torah, they're all announcing the same secret of unity throughout the differences of their systems. So when we come to the core of what Panemius HaTorah is coming to say, 
which is to answer this question of how the infinite can maintain its infinitude within finite reality, or how the unlimited can remain unlimited in spite of the fact that it abides within limitation, or how light can remain light and positive in spite of the fact that it rests and nests itself within darkness and negativity, here we're going to be able to traverse the different boundaries that typically demarcate one thinker from another and understand how both of them or all of them are really saying the same thing. Now, the first Makor that I want to look at, which is Nair Laragli, it's a teaching that has a real therapeutic value in the sense that these ideas are not simply abstract postulations of theology or philosophy, but rather they have a capacity to abide and manifest within the therapeutic realm as well, wherein they offer insight into how to be mitmodeid, how to face and how to contemplate one's purpose in a world that appears devoid of order. Now, this is going to be from Kesar Shemtov, and it's going to be Os Reish Chaf Zayin in the back section of Hosafos Torah to Pitgame HaBal Shemtov. Now, the Bashemtov famously says as follows, Kamosha Amar HaBashemtov Zecha Like the Bashemtov said, Kisha'ata toifes b'mekzas min ha'etzem, ata toifes b'kulo v'chulei. That when a person touches a chilek of the etzem, when a person touches a part of the essence, they are in fact touching the entirety of the essence itself. Now, the Rabbi Rashab in, in Samach Vav and Hemshech Ayin Beis gives his own Hezbeirim, Al-Pitayros Chabad, which are incredible, but not going to be Nogea to what we're trying to talk about tonight. But this idea from the Bar Shem Tov, that HaToyfes Chelek Min HaEtzem, Toyfes Etzem Kulo, that one who touches a part of the essence, touches the entirety of the essence, demands two questions at once. The Etzem, the essence, Atzmuso, the unity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in its unlimited and unmeasured form, how can it be broken up into Chalakim? How can you say that I'm only touching a part of the whole? Because if it's a whole, then there's no parts to it. But somehow, some way, through the Raza Demehim Nusa, through this paradoxical strength of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to manifest his infinitude within finite nature, what we have is as follows, that the etzem, atzmusa yisbarach, the essence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu kavyachol, achar hatzimsum, after the initial contraction of God, so to speak, manifests through chalakim, through different parts, through different multiplicities and what appears to be separation and disparity. There's the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that abides in the Chol. And there's the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that abides in Shabbos. There's the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that abides in Mishnah and in Talmud. There's the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that abides in the marketplace. There's the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that abides in Shalom Bayes. And there's the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that abides in Machlokas. There's the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu which abides in Tefillah and Torah. In the Bechina of Avram and Yitzhak and in Yaakov. In the Bechina of the Shvatim and the Bechina of the Imahos. There's the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that emerges from the concept of Chutz Laretz, And there's the concept of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that emerges from the concept of Eretz Yisrael. Chazal have already distinguish this idea when they speak about 10 differentiated levels of Kedusha, which part and parcel of themselves are a contradiction in terms because Kedusha and the unity that abides in holiness should undo any distinction and distortion. Yet we find that there are different Chiluke Dargin. There's a distinction of Prate Pratiyut. 
that the klal, the kloliyuta kol, the general form kavyachol of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, descends into prate pratiyut. So we see that there are different oros, there are different modes that HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself in this world as. And what the Baal Shem Tov is saying is that ha-toifes, chelak mina etzem toifes, etzem kulo, that when a person touches even one of these aspects, even one chelak of the etzem, what they're truly touching is the entirety of the etzem that contains in a reduced, irreducible form within each and every part, within each and every prat, the prate pratios, and in the Leshem Shabbat Leshem, the prat hayoter acharon shiyachalifarit, in the, the most particularized expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that one can possibly particularize. In each and every part of creation, no matter how distinct and separate it appears to be from everything else, if you penetrate deeply enough into the interiority of that thing, what you will disclose is that contained within it is the essence that animates everything. That when you're mechalik kavyachol, the yichud, when you break the concept of etzem into different parts, you don't have 30 or 40 parts that each hold one piece of the other, but rather each and every part contains the potential of the whole within it. Very similar to the holographic principle where once an image is lasered onto a piece of glass and it becomes a 3D holographic image, something profound happens. If that image breaks, if that glass shatters into 30 pieces, when you pick up a shard of glass of the original hologram, you are not going to find simply a prat, an isolated piece of that picture, but what you will find is that the entirety of the image is contained within each and every shard of glass. Because according to the laws of unity, unity cannot be differentiated. But if we say that through the miracle of Razadeh Mehem Nusa it can be differentiated, then it's a differentiation that allows unity to diffuse itself and disseminate itself into multiple parts, thereby showing an adornment of unity. How now unity is disclosed through multiple pieces. So that each and every chilek of the etzem, any part that you touch of the etzem or that yichud that has been disintegrated and broken up into a million little pieces, if you penetrate deeply enough into it, you will find that within each and every part, it contains the essence of the whole and a miniaturized quintessential essence. The quintessential, this nikuda, this irreducible point, this infinitesimal point that contains the infinite within it. So the Baal Shem Tov teaches us very clearly that somebody who touches a part of the etzem, what they're truly touching is the entirety of the etzem. That in each and every prat, a person can descend into the interiority of it, and disclose that the klal abides within it. Another mechaber that we can see this explicitly from is going to be the Torah's Chacham, Rav Chaim de la Rosa, the Talmud Mufak of Rav Sholem Sharabi. Now, in my opinion, and the opinion of many Mekubalim, in particular Rav Ichimaya Morgenstern Shlita, the Rashash and the Torah's Chacham are the tzaddikim who really teach this idea most explicitly. They teach most explicitly how the light of unity can break up into a million different pieces, an infinite amount of pieces, yet each piece, each prat contains within itself the entirety of the whole, so that anything that you touch, anything that you're experiencing, you have the ability to penetrate deeply enough and disclose the light of unity within it. 
this is part and parcel of what animates the entire Derech of the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh, that within everything that a person experiences, every stitch and sew that a person can engage in when they're sewing shoes, the light of unity abides within that. Because if you penetrate deeply enough into the Prate Pratiyut, you will find that there is nothing but the Klal of Klaliyut. And the Taurus Chacham says as follows, the Taurus Chacham says, Zeklal Gadol, this is the general principle, Ki HaKlal Prat Shavim Legamre, that the Klal, the general principle, the Etzem, the unified whole, and the Prat, the disintegrated part, the brokenness, the differentiation, are in truth equal to one another. That like the hologram, in spite of the fact that the whole has broken up into myriad little pieces, once you penetrate each and every piece and you're able to look at it properly, what you will find is that the light of unity abides within each and every part, and that is the Raza de Mehem Nusa. The Raza de Mehem Nusa is that in spite of the fact that things have been differentiated, in spite of the fact that you're only touching a part you're only touching a chilek mina etzem. Nevertheless, the etzem abides within it so that when you touch a small piece, you're also experiencing the klaliyut hakol. Now, we say this nearly every day if a person says the shem yichud. We say this in our tefillah, that when a person puts on their tzitzis and they say the shem yichud, kudshab yichud v'shchinte, l'kayim mitzvah sirsis, v'atayig mitzvah shetzluyim to be Mekayim, the mitzvah of tzitzis, and the 613 mitzvahs that are contained within the mitzvah of tzitzis. So the way the Rashash is masbir this concept in Rehovah Sanaher is that each and every mitzvah, even though it's a particularized mitzvah and expression of the Ratzon of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, nevertheless, it contains within itself the light of all other mitzvahs. Because the breaking apart and the disintegration and the distinction and distortion and the limitation of each and every mitzvah according to its own shiurim to the point that we can have 613 separate modes of connecting to Hashem, the truth is that each and every particular point contains within itself all 613 points. That the prat and the klal are shav. And that when a person is makayim any mitzvah, in truth they're being makayim all the mitzvahs. And the Rashash is also Mazbir based on this concept, how when a person saves the life of one individual, it's as if they save the life of the entire universe. Or how each and every person, like Rabbi Nachman teaches us in the name of Chazal, needs to say to themselves that that I am the only individual in the world, and I am the only person who needs to fill the lack of the world. That's not some solipsistic, egocentric mode of experience, but rather it's the abiding knowledge that within my particularized experience, I contain the all within me. I contain multitudes within myself. Now, for the Leshem, the emergence and the disclosure of the light of infinity, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, into the reality of distinction and limitation, is one where the Klal, where the entire light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kavyachol, before our ability to distinguish or speak about it, before the tzimtzum, expresses itself after the tzimtzum. That even though we have all of these chiluke dargin, 
even though we have all of the Seder HaEshtalshalus with one level to the next and distinctions between worlds upon worlds and Atzilus and Bria and Yetzira and Asiya and the Shvira Sakelim and the Parsa and the different separations and blockages and walls that are built to block one level of light from emerging to the next level of light, in spite of all of those Chiluke Dargin, in spite of all of those distinctions and multiplicities that abide within reality, and they abide in a real way, like we saw in the Leshem, that we have to take these things literally, that we have to believe deeply that when the, Lesh, when the Arizal speaks about the differentiation of modes of experience and worlds, of Atzilus, Bria, Yitzir, and Asiya, that those are true distinctions. And for the Leshem, in contradistinction to maybe some Mukubalim, perhaps, but certainly not the opinion of Hasidus that is typically assumed, but for the Leshem to say that everything is our ain't so, to say that existence doesn't truly exist, to say that there is no separation is tantamount to kfira, is tantamount to claiming that a person can touch the etzem of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, chas v'shalom, is tantamount to saying that in truth the Torah and the mitzvot are simply imaginative devices that are there for us in our imaginations but not ontological realities. The Leshem fights very strongly against such a concept. Now, the question then remains that if the Leshem speaks of a tzimtzum kipshuto, an actual revelation of a concealing power, like we spoke about in the Shir of Tzimtzum, and if the Leshem is so stressed and is stressing the fundamental need for there to be chiluke dargin or a differentiation of level, then how do we have access to the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Phrased in another way, if what we've said in nearly every shir is that Leshem came to protect Kabbalah Arizal from falling into the trap of metaphysical speculation, the Leshem saw the Rambam and his theology in Mornavuchim and negative theology as the crowning jewel of Jewish thought. That so fakol, that at the end of the day, the most significant thing for us to recognize is that we do not have access to the quote-unquote essence of God. That to speak of the essence of God in its truest form prior to any emergence into differentiation or creation is to claim, heaven forbid, that a person is nearly on an equal footing and an equal standing with the essence. That to grasp the essence of God prior to any emergence into differentiation, and to speak of even such a term is sort of tautological because it doesn't mean anything. But for the Leshem, somebody who would claim, heaven forbid, that all there is is or ain't sof, that all there is is the light of unity, is to negate the value of Torah and the distinction and distortion of levels. So if the Leshem protects us and he focuses on the fact that at the end of the day, all we can say is what we can't say, and that the closest we can come to God, so to speak, is the recognition of what God is not, because any positive assertion, any affirmative statement about what God is, so to speak, is already a limiting of God, a claim that we can name God. So if Leshem stresses over and over in the name of the Rambam that we have no access to the essence of God, then what are we davening to? Then what are our mitzvahs and our Torah going to? And this is where the Leshem is going to express most clearly this idea of the shivoy, of the equanimity, or the equalization between the part and the whole, or between unity and separation. Because in spite of the fact 
that the infinite is ungraspable and the infinite remains fully beyond the realm of human cognition, human understanding, and human grasp, nevertheless, the light of unity, the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even the light of the essence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, resides within all distinction and all distortion. So that in spite of the fact that we don't have unlimited access to the essence, what we do have is access to the essence through the inessential. That we do have access to the unlimited through limitation. That we do have access to the infinite through finitude. That it's specifically through the distinction and the distortion and the multiplicity that abides within reality that we have access to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Medrash says that a person needs to daven a love velo el midosav. That a person needs to daven to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and not, heaven forbid, to the midos of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Which means to say that we don't daven to Sviros chas v'shalom, we don't daven to partzufim chas v'shalom, but we daven to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this is very clear in the teachings of the Rashash when it comes down to the proper way to be mechaven properly. And for the Rashash, if a person is not mechaven each and every kavana with the abiding light of the Shem Havaya, the Shem Ha'etzem of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then a person is tantamount to Kfira and Avodazara, and it would be better if they daven like a child. So the Rashash is very clear on this sugya, but so is the Leshem. That we do not daven or access or relate to any expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We only relate to the essence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like every child knows that Hashem is here, Hashem is there, Hashem is truly everywhere. Yet in spite of the fact that we don't have true access, that we have no ability to grasp the unlimited in its purified form, we connect to the unlimited, we connect to the infinite nature of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, specifically in and through his limitation. So it's a love velo el midosav, it's directly to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and not, God forbid, to his midos, but as Rav Itchemeyer Morgenstern has spent hundreds of pages expressing in the name of Sadiqim from every stream of thought, the way that we connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is something that he refers to a love, specifically and directly to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, through the midos that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has expressed within the world. So that we recognize on the one hand the impossibility of having any unmitigated access to the essence, yet on the other hand we recognize that any time that we touch any mida or any prat, what we're truly touching is the essence itself. So that Jewish Kabbalah or emuna as it's expressed in the Arizal and the Leshem and the Rashash and the Vichamayim Morgenstern, Vichulei, Vichulei, and Rav Kook and all of the Tzadikim, is not one of an immediate relationship between creation and the Creator, because to claim an immediate relationship is to negate all differentiation and to claim that there's nothing but the Creator itself, which for the Leshem would be tantamount to Kfira. But rather it's through the mediation, through the media, through the modes that HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself in and as in this world, 
when we engage with those modes of expression through the partsufim, through the tzviros, through the different shemos hakadoshim that halacha and kabbalah describe as the unerasable names, that when we touch that mediated level, what we're really touching is the essence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that the mode of Amuna of, of Kedusha can be described as mediated immediacy. That it is a relationship to the immediate presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but it's not by way of only HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's by way of mediation. When we touch the Prat, what we realize is that we're truly touching the Klal. When we touch difference, we recognize that what we're truly touching is unity. When we see a world of darkness, what we recognize is that we're truly seeing a world of good. When we do one mitzvah, what we recognize is that we're truly engaged in the klaliyut hakol. That when you touch the prat, what we realize is that we have access to the klal. So with this understanding, we could begin to understand the question that we opened up with, which is how is it that a Kaddish Baruch Hu can disclose himself in this world? from the infinite into finitude, from the unlimited into limitation, from the undistorted into distortion, from the simple and unified into the realm of multiplicity, from the purified light of positivity and good and pleasure and engagement with Kedusha into a world of distortion and distinction and suffering, the answer is that even within the world of distinction and suffering, even within the world of pratiyut, a person is still touching the essence. A person is still accessing the or in sof that abides within everything. And in spite of the fact that appearances-wise, a person is stuck in the brokenness and multiplicity of the separateness of existence, in the emmesla amiso, in the kodesh hakadoshim of each and every experience, a person has access to touch the essence of things. Like the Baal Shem Tov told us, And what we're going to look at now is how the Leshem describes this. That in spite of the fact that for the Leshem, all of the differentiation and the levels and distortions and distinctions are fundamental and real and literal, nevertheless, it's a secret that's hinted to inexplicitly latently within the texts of Lashem Shabbat that let us in on this particular secret that tells us that in spite of all difference and differentiation, all that there is is the unity that abides within difference itself. Lashem says as follows, and here we're learning from Sefer Hadeya, Drushe Olamatohu, Drushe, and this is Chelak Aleph, Drushe Simin Zayin Os Aleph. Lashem says as follows, asking the similar questions to what we're asking. In truth, it's a very deep matter. It will be explained later on in Drishvav. And he continues and he says, What seems appropriate to start off with and to introduce, so here the Leshem is asking, we need to try and understand how by engaging in the world of Atsilus, by engaging in a world that is apparently separate from unity, what we're truly doing is we're touching unity. So how is it from within distortion and distinction that in truth we're coming upon the unity that abides within it? 
How is it possible all of our davening and amuna and Torah? How is it that we connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself through the distinction and the distortion of his giluyim, of his midos? That there is a chiyuv. It's necessary for us to say that there are differentiations of levels. It would have been simple for the Leshem to say, how do we connect to the etzem of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? We connect because all there is is the etzem. But that's not what the Leshem is saying. The Leshem is saying that there's a fundamental necessity, a We must apply the distinction of levels, the prat ben elokus she'eno elokus, specifically between that which is divine and that which is the aspect of godliness and that which is not the aspect of godliness. And the Leshem continues and he says, We need to understand all of these distinctions and distortions and levels and giluyim and expressions of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which are not the etzem of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, from their own perspective, from the limited perspective of mitzidenu, of our perspective as limited creatures, these things are not divine and they are not aspects of godliness. Ki ein eloikenu elo echad. Because there is no God but the singular and unified God. Asher ein reishis l'reishiso. There is no beginning to its beginning. Ve'en kadmon kekadmuso. And there is nothing as ancient as its ancientness. V'hu asher hi'itzilubara v'yatzer ve'asa eskala olamos kulam. And this or in sof kodem ha'tzimtzum. This essence that we have no access to from before the tzimtzum. This is not what's expressed in the world of separation. Amnan achar tikun ha'olam, says the Leshem, after HaKadosh Baruch Hu has elevated the worlds and prepared the worlds for us to engage them, After HaKadosh Baruch Hu has created worlds of separation, what Hashem does, Kav is He's mislabesh Himself in these worlds. He garbs Himself in these worlds. He animates these worlds in the inner interiority of these worlds and unifies with them in a profoundly paradoxical and profound level of Yichud. To the extent that somehow, some way, through the Raza de Nusa, that which is separate from God, which is the world of Atzilus, becomes unified and it becomes part and parcel of HaKadosh Baruch that when I touch the world of Atzilus, that when I connect with those things that abide within Atzilus and all of those names and differentiations that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has disclosed himself through, what I'm truly touching is the essence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that abides within those teorim, within those descriptive terms. So that in spite of the fact that I'm touching separateness, in spite of the fact that I live in a space of separateness, if I pay attention enough and I contemplate things enough, what I realize is that all that there is is the klal kulo. And the Leshem continues and he says, Kain hu shemo. So too with regards to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the creator of the world. Ein lo giloi klal velo shem klal. God has no disclosure or revelation within the world, and there is no name that can capture God. 
Only when HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kabyachal has decided to be mislabesh and to garb himself within the worlds of separation do we have access to what we refer to as Hashem or God. The whole Mila V'Shem Eloikus and the word and the name of godliness or divinity, Asher Amarnu Shehuba Atzilus, Rak Al Yidei Yechudo Bahem. The world of Atzilus, the worlds of Kedusha, the worlds of Tahara are only Kadosh and Tahor because of the abiding light of the infinite within them. That without this level of distinction and separation and the levels of limitation and the Koyach HaGvul, we would have no access to God. We would only be able to refer to God, so to speak, as an infinite concept, which is already a philosophical concept. And these are not names of Hashem. These don't make room for worship. Because when we talk about Ein Sof prior to its emergence into differentiation, we have no access to it. So the Leshem is describing how it is that in spite of the fact that we have no full access to Nevertheless, through the worlds of limitation, and in particular through the world of Atsilus, through this Razanahimnusa, through this secret of faith, when we touch the Prat, when we touch this distinction and distortion and darkness, we penetrate deeply enough through our Amuna and recognize that all there is is the Klal Kulo. And the Leshem gives a beautiful mushal, which is Lo Kedarcho which is really not the way the Leshem typically speaks, but for our purposes, we're going to look at it. This is in the same Drush. This is Drush Hei Simen Zayin Oshei. V'nam shil mashal me'or Hashemesh, says the Leshem. And by way of many mekubalim, the Leshem is going to describe HaKadosh Baruch Hu, God's relationship with this world by way of the relationship between the sun and the earth. And the mashal is as follows. Because the light of the sun descends away from the sun and it enlightens the entire void of the world. That there are myriad levels of distinction, millions and millions of miles and levels of distinction between the, the sun itself and the earth that is receiving the light of the sun. But a person who sits in a house that is closed off from every side, but there's a simple window that its height is ten tfachim and its width is four tfachim, and the Leshem uses those numbers because the Yud Tfachim represent the, the ten letters of the name of Hashem as they're spelled out, and the four represents the four letters of the name in its simplicity. But the person sits in this house, which has one small window through which the light of Hashem or the light of the sun emerges. And even outside of this window, there are shades and there are window coverings that block out the full light of the sun. And through this, the light of the sun in the house is darkened and diminished. Nevertheless, 
הנה פשוט הוא שכל תמצית האור הנכנס בהבייס, על כל פנים הנה הוא גם כן רק מאוסו האור עצמו אשר מבחוץ. And herein lies the entirety of the Leshem system and his secret. that in spite of the distance and the separation and the minimization and the multiplication of the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the simplicity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this world, in spite of it all, within the small piece of light that we touch, there is the essence of that light, that it's still the same light that is descending from the essence of the sun. V'eino nivdal me'oso ha'or klal, ela shehu rak miyot mimenu. And there's no distinction between that small ray of light that enters into our lives and the essence of the light, aside from a quantitative difference. But aside from the quantitative difference, on a qualitative level, that small ray of light that we have exposure to, that we have the ability to touch, is part and parcel of the same light that descends from the sun. And it's this way with regards to our matter as well. That the light of Hashem, which descends and is mislabish in the worlds of Asilus, which become separations between Ein Sof and creation, Nevertheless, what we touch is a kernel of the essence, an irreducible part of the yichud that cannot be taken away. Because the etzem cannot truly be mechulak. That in spite of the fact that we have no access to etzem, all that there is is etzem within every prat. That you cannot reduce the essence away from itself. And that no matter how small a measure that we taste, the perure pirurim, the crumbs of the crumbs, if you penetrate that crumb deeply enough, what a person will come to find is that the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu abides within it. We're going to look at one more Makor before we summarize things up. And this is going to be in Hakdamus Sha'arim Sefer HaKadosh Shar Aleph Perak Zayin. The Leshem says as follows. V'hushem Ha'etzem. The main way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu expresses himself in this world is the shame of etzem, is the shame of havaya, which is still going to be considered limitation. Because his true essence, Kav Yachal, is disclosed within reality through this level of distinction. But like we said, all of this is by knowledge and not by grasp, because we have no grasp of the essence. Because it's concealed in all matters of concealment. Because it's removed from all matters of grasping to be able to grasp this. What's, what is it that's impossible to understand? It's impossible to understand how the essence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu can be mislabish and disclosed and expressed through an inessential name. And even though the shame Havaya is a shame of Etzem, and it's the most important and significant name that we have access to, and it's what we dive into, and it's what we have a muna in. Nevertheless, says the Leshem, and all of the Mikubalim, including the Arizal, 
is that this shame is not the essence of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, but somehow it contains a kernel of the essence of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Ech shemetyachis or atzmusel hetgale b'shem zeh. We have no concept, we have no ability to truly understand how the light of the infinite can abide within this finite name without losing its infinitude. Veloma shehu atzmo v'huhu. And to claim that this name is the essence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and it and in and of itself is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We have no ability to describe this logically. Ach al kol panim Nevertheless, in spite of the fact that we have no ability to understand logically how this is possible, al kol panim, on all faces of the matter, which is a phrase we're going to return to in a moment, it's the truth, shahuhu that in this limited expression, it contains the essence of the unlimited. Because that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu commanded us to believe in, that we dive into the name of Havaya. And that somehow, some way, through spooky action at a distance, and through the Razad Vayanusa, within this limited expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the unlimited is contained. And it's the infinite expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But we really have no grasp of this. All we do is that we know it. But then the Leshem doubles down and he says as follows. But why is it that we have really no access to the light of infinity that abides with infinitude? If we see that it happens somehow, some way, without true knowledge of how it happens, why is that? And the Leshem says that in truth, in truth, it's not only Biyadiyya, that it's not only that we know of the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that abides within limitation, but there's even an aspect of Hasaga. There's even an aspect of grasping this. Because the Leshem says, V'chol lamata, that every mode and expression that a Kaddish Baruch Hu expresses from his light and holiness downwards, who rak it's only through lenses and mirrors and distortions and separations and garments, who rak toldos ha'or ha'ara. So here the Leshem introduces us to this concept of tatzmis ha'ara, the quintessence of the expression. That in spite of the fact that the distance between the essence and the inessential expressions of the essence is an infinite void of distinction, and we have no ability to traverse that void and touch the essence. Nevertheless, afal piken, yesh davar kol, that allows us to access the essence, that to access the infinite. And the Leshem says that this is this tamtsis ha'ara, the fact that the kernel form, the prat that we touch, this holographic shard contains within itself the potential of the all. That That one who touches a part of the essence touches the entirety of the essence because in truth the essence cannot be broken up and that the ability to break the essence up is only for the purpose of showing that the essence can abide in all forms of multiplicity. And the Leshem continues and he says, Except, The quintessence of the light. But 
the infinite, for it to remain infinite, any time that it breaks up into differentiation, it maintains its infinitude. It maintains its parameters of infinity in spite of the fact that it abides currently within limitation. This is what we refer to as shchinta begalusa, the aspects of divinity that abide within differentiation themselves. And the Leshem later on in Parakhas says something incredible. He says, all we have access to is the Ratzon of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, his Giluyim Kabyachol, the modes of revelation that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has disclosed within the world. We don't have access to his Etzem, we only have access to his Ratzon, to his will. But this Ratzon, these expressions, are the existence of his essence itself. That somebody who cleaves to the Ratzon of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to the Giluyim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to the names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to the Shem Havaya, is somehow, some way, through Raza de Mehem Nusa, connecting to the essence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu itself. That we've already expressed that there are different levels of experiencing this Etzem. If a person learns Pashta Satora, then they touch a, a certain expression of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. But when a person touches through Kabbalah, they're touching a different level of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. But in spite of it all, it remains the same unified essence throughout. Ki hagam she'in lanu ata meharatzon ha'ikari elarak tamsis ha'aramimenu. That in spite of the fact that at this deferred stage of history, this deferred state of existence prior to the emergence of the fundamental yichud, all we have is access to a tamsis ha'ara, a quintessence, a small kernel of this light. Im tamsis ha'ara mikula That nevertheless, it is the quintessence of the light of atzmiut that is not lacking anything. So here we come to the answer of the Leshem. Yes, there's distinction. Yes, there's separation. Yes, there's limitation. But in spite of all of the limitation, in spite of all of the differentiation, if we penetrate and contemplate the secret of unity enough, what we will come to find is that without and throughout the entirety of distinction and differentiation, when a person touches the true essence of things, what they realize is all they're touching is the Or Sof that animates everything. That we don't have access to Yichud itself, but what we do have access is to the Yichud that abides within Pirud. And it's not only that this is some secondary level of grasping Hashem, but this is the primary mode through which Hashem wanted to reveal himself, Kabyachal, that when the light of unity, when the light of the etzem shows that it can express itself in all modes of multiplicity as well, it animates and it adorns that light of unity to show that even distinction, even pratiyut, even separation, darkness and suffering do not take away from the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And with this, we're going to end the series of Shiram on the Leshem with the idea that in spite of all of the differentiation and the distinction and the distortion that a person comes in contact with throughout their lives, miraculously through Razad Dameh Nusa, what we're truly touching is the essence of all things. 
and that there is no circumstance and there is no place like Rabbi Nachman teaches us that a person cannot draw down the essence of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. There is no place fallen enough that we cannot say that it is the essence of a Kaddish Baruch Hu that can be found here. But we need to remember that it's a love b'derech midosav. We have access to our Kaddish Baruch Hu, but only by way of the midos and the expressions that our Kaddish Baruch Hu has placed into the world, which culminate within the Torah, with mitzvos, with yud gimel ikre amuna, etc. That it is not an immediate relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we have, but rather it is a form of paradoxical mediated immediacy. That in spite of the fact that I'm touching something separate from God, at the essence of my experience, I'm simply touching God itself. And with that, we're going to enter into a, a new, entirely new type of shear where we're going to discuss how this experience and this expression can be found within human behavior itself, within the lowest experience of human beings possible, within the realm of addiction and within the realm of suffering. And we're going to see how the teachings of the Leshem and the teachings of Rav Kook lead to an actual therapeutic model of how a person can live their lives in a healthier way.